Cisco Live US 2017 Preview Episode 4. Welcome back, nerds, geeks, and ziglets, for another episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, our goal is to provide you with real world context around technology. I'm Michael Ziga, also known as Zig in the community, and I'm your host. As the title kind of highlights, Today's topic is going to be Cisco Live US 2017, and it's going to be a preview or an overview from both my perspective and then also as a network design perspective, someone that wants to focus their this Cisco Live trip doing as much as they can on design and only design. The show notes for this episode can be found at zigbits.tech slash CLUS 17 dash preview. Again, that was CLUS 17-preview. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I we do have some Zigbit recommendations that we would like to go over. If you've been following the community for some time on Twitter or, or LinkedIn or any other social media uh, sites that are out there, you, you probably have heard of, but maybe you haven't, and that's that's why we want to bring it up, is there's a few, there's three new, relatively new communities either shows, podcasts, or blogs that we would like to kind of discuss. So the first one is called The Network Collective. Now, if you have not seen this or heard about this yet, I highly recommend going to this site, thenetworkcollective.com. And real, at a high level, what this is, it's a bi-weekly video podcast, live streaming video um, with guest experts and experts in the community they get together on this this kind of video podcast and they talk about a technology. The last episode two weeks ago was about EIGRP, all about EIGRP, with Russ White and Nicholas Russo, two guys that I've personally met and are good friends in, in this community and good colleagues in this community. And they really just owned the show. It was a great show on EIGRP. Um, the co-founders of this, this kind of podcast or video podcast really have a great thing going with them for them. So real quick, this is the networkcollective.com, the co-founders Yvonne Sharp, Jordan Martin, Phil Gervasi. These these three have really got something rich, uh, raw, um, unique. There's really nothing else out there that I, I've found so far and this is really going to fit into a niche. So if you haven't seen the episodes yet, I highly recommend doing it. You can go to their site and watch the videos. They're on YouTube as well. Uh, or you can go into your your iTunes or you know whatever your podcast application is on your mobile device, and you can search for network the network collective, and you'll be able to, to subscribe to their their show and then listen to it while you're in the car and whatnot. Now you know there it is a video podcast, but they do um, take the audio feed down and put it into a podcast form as well, so you can pick whichever one you want. But these have been great shows. I've been fortunate to be on one of the episodes already. I know a few of my colleagues have as well. So I highly recommend taking a look at thenetworkcollective.com and checking it out. Maybe rate them, like them, share it if you do like it. So there's that one. The second one that I would like to recommend is really new. It's called uh, Network Career. And it's uh, the site is networkcareer.com. Net. That was networkcareer.net. The co-founders of this are good friends of mine. They actually started our Cisco uh, Certified Design Expert Study Group, uh, Daniel Dibb and Kim Peterson. Uh, they started this network career site to really give people in this community a place to go and 
get suggestions suggestions on what they kind of should do from a career perspective. You know, if you're new in this community and you don't know what you should do from a certification perspective or degree perspective or what roles would fit for you and what roles may not fit for you, this site is going to have interviews of people in this community, um, peers of mine that have been in the community for some time and have some experience and and we're you know these guys are going to ask a number of questions and that content's going to be up there for everyone to view and everyone to go through and say hey you know i had no idea what a solution architect was but this gave me some great information or you know i had no idea i should go after that certification uh to you know kind of put a foothold on what i want to do moving forward in my career but this is going to have a ton of career information and you're going to have it from a lot of people in this industry it's going to be a great a great resource to have so if you're new to the network industry and you want to check it out go ahead that should be great for you and even if you're not new for the network in- networking industry and you've been in the networking industry for some time if you go to this site you'll get, you'll get some great feedback from a lot of us in in this community um, as of right now there are two interviews up there uh, Daniel Dib and Kim Peterson have both put their interviews up there I'm sure you'll be seeing a lot more over the course of the next couple of weeks before Cisco live so there's number two now we're going to move into number three and this is um more of a, a blog site um so malcolm budin has started his own blog site called round trip technology and that is actually round with the letter t so round and then t dot tech if you want to go check him out he's got some great design content already i think he's got two or three blog posts from the last week and and it's really going to be some beneficial information there for everyone to listen to so those are the three kind of zigbit recommendations has happened the last couple weeks uh the network collective has been out for a couple months now but i, I i'm a big follower of it um big sponsor or, or supporter of it so i hope you guys take a look at these follow them like them um and all their contact information will be in the show notes uh, once again the show notes can be reached at zigbits.tech slash clus 17 dash preview so today's agenda is going to be looking forward to my Cisco Live US 2017 session schedule, a listing of CCDE slash network design specific sessions. Then I've created a Zigbits network design session schedule specifically just for network design, filling every possible minute you can have with network design. And then Zigbit Cisco Live recommendations, things that you should either know or might be good to know um, before going to Cisco Live this year. Looking forward to. So this year, as the same as last year, right? So last year was Cisco Live US 2016, and it was in Vegas, Las Vegas again, or last year. And this year, Cisco Live US 2017 is also in Vegas. So if you want to look at my kind of recap of Cisco Live 2016 podcast, that was the last podcast I just did. It was podcast episode three. And the show notes for that were at zigbits.tech slash clus16-recap. Now, when we were going through that podcast, I discussed that one of the things I was looking for last year was going to, to Vegas with my wife because we had gotten married in Vegas, and then we were coming back, and this would have been like nine years since we had been back, and it was a good experience. Well, this year, we're going back to Vegas again. So instead of just me going, my wife's going to come with me for the whole duration this time, and um, we're going to have a good time together um, a little bit before Vegas or before Cisco Live starts, and then a little bit after Cisco Live starts, and so we get to spend some, some more quality time together. Um, one of the big things here that I put is that uh, 
we're actually staying somewhere different. Last year, we stayed at Mandalay Bay. We had gotten a suite at Mandalay Bay. And this year, we got a suite at the Luxor, which is a place I've always wanted to stay. And I never had a chance to stay before. We've stayed at MGM before in Mandalay Bay, but never the Luxor. So this year, we're staying at the Luxor. You know, we got a pyramid suite. And I'm pretty stoked because I've never been in the pyramid before. And I think it'd be a lot of fun. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking for from the family side of the house is that, you know, spending some time with, with my wife, Julie, um, kind of getting some quality time without our son there, without our family there. Uh, and then also we're going to stay at the Luxor. So I don't know how you guys feel about the Luxor, but I'm pretty, pretty stoked about the Luxor. So the next thing that I'm really looking forward to is it's, it's going to be my first time at, at a Cisco live as a Cisco champion. Now, um, this past year, 2017, I was selected to be a Cisco champion, and it's a pretty, in my opinion, an honorable and, and kind of humble title to have as a Cisco champion. Giving uh, at a high level, you, as a Cisco champion, you give back to this community, and and you, you know, if that's you mentor people, you give back to the community, you explain things, and, and also you you don't you don't stick to a vendor just because it's a vendor. You really kind of keep that right down the middle. You know, is this a good solution or not? And you explain those things, you know, and you help, like in this instance, you help Cisco out with maybe they have a solution that's not not the best. And you as a Cisco champion can, you have avenues to explain that to them so that they can uh, adjust accordingly and, and maybe make it a better solution for the customers. Pretty, pretty excited about that. There's a lot of extra things that happen at Cisco Live for Cisco Champions that are Cisco Champion only, kind of deemed only, program only. And um, but but let's I kind of jump ahead of myself here. So what what is a Cisco Champion? You may ask, right? What is what does that mean, right? So and I'm gonna quote this: A Cisco Cisco Champions are regarded as experts in Cisco products and technologies by their peers and actively share their knowledge, expertise, and thoughts in technical forums communities, user groups, social media, speaking engagements, and across the social web with Cisco. The program has been running for more than three years, and each year open nominations are held to find and select the best candidates from around the world. So anyone that applies doesn't doesn't mean you get in. You have to apply and you have to be active on social media. You have to be an expert in Cisco products and technologies, and you really have to be wanting to give back to the community. And that's the high-level kind of summary of what a Cisco champion is. I, I've, I'll put some links in the show notes on um, kind of any of the Cisco Champion related information. So I, the Cisco Champion program overview, and then also they still have the Cisco Champion 2017 application blog post. And I'll put that in as just a reference. They've closed, obviously, the application time frame, but the blog post is still there. And there's some information on there that might be useful if you guys are interested. Now, at a high level, if you are interested and you do go to it, you do get some Cisco Champion benefits. And I'm going to highlight a few. So... There is the Cisco Champion community. So it is a kind of, not necessarily isolated, maybe isolated isn't the proper word, but it is a community of Cisco Champions. So you can uh, ask questions, technical questions, pre-sales, post-sales questions. You can have good conversations with people, meet people. And um, right now, I think we're all using um, Cisco Spark. There's a number of Cisco Spark groups or channels for the Cisco Champion community. Um, so there's that. Then there's also the Cisco Champion Blogger Program. So what they do here is they actually highlight your blog um, every so often. So you might have, let's say you have hundreds of people in the Cisco Champion Program, and maybe 50% of them have blogs. So they might go through some of the top-notch blog posts 
of the bloggers that are, are also Cisco champions, and, and they'll, they'll advertise them out. They advertise them um, uh, on social media. They'll advertise them internally to the Cisco champion um, community itself, too, so everyone can find out, hey, you had a blog, and you blogged about EIGRP today, and it was a great blog, you know, stuff like that. The next thing is the Cisco Champion pre-launch briefings. So this is probably one of the best benefits if you if you haven't heard about this yet, if you didn't know about the program. The Cisco Champion pre-launch briefings, uh, if you're a Cisco Champion, you get invited to uh, NDA, so non-disclosure agreement sessions with Cisco Champion leaderships that will bring in kind of a, a guest speaker uh, on a WebEx to discuss that technology or that pre-launch solution let's say. So we get to hear about things before they're released to the public. And, and um, so that, that gives us a benefit. Um, for us, it also gives us a chance to pre-write up blog posts, or in my case, podcast episodes, on that content before it's released. Uh, and that way, I already have it ready to go. And then once it's released, I can just post it right out there. Right? It gives us a chance to be more um, social out there quicker once something like this comes out. The last thing I have here, and this is not an all-inclusive list of uh, Cisco Champion benefits by no means, but Cisco Champion Radio is another option, another another avenue. And, and you know, here we are on a podcast episode, and you guys are listening to this podcast episode. The Cisco Champion Radio is actually the Cisco Champion podcast. So if uh, you, if you haven't heard it, you, I'm sure you can hear it. It is out there. It is a podcast now. We can help out with this podcast. That is a benefit that we get as Cisco champions. Uh, we can host. We can join it and, and ask questions. Uh, we can just be a part of the podcast. So this is another avenue, another benefit that we can have as a Cisco champion. And there's some additional Cisco champions that I uh, benefits that I didn't get into. But um, if you have questions, as always, you can provide those questions to feedback at zigbits.tech, uh, an email to feedback.zigbits.tech. Or you can post a comment on the blog, on the show notes if you want as well. And I'll be actively looking at all that. So if you have any questions on the Cisco Champion program, how to apply, I will keep everyone informed on all available means when the Cisco Champion application blog post goes live for 2018 next year. But this is just something for you guys to know. So there's the Cisco Champion. Again, pretty excited about going to Cisco Live for the first time as a Cisco Champion. The next thing that I'm looking forward to is this is going to be my first Cisco Live as a CCDE. So last year in 2016, I passed the Cisco Certified Design Expert Practical on November 17th. And this is going to be my first time going to Cisco Live as a certified design expert, a Cisco Certified Design Expert. I'm pretty stoked about this. I no longer have to focus on all of the design sessions and all of the CCD material and really trying to figure out what I need to do to be successful for the practical. Now I can focus on some of the follow-on things to that, talking to these people and maybe helping out the community, you guys, uh, if you guys are looking to go down the Cisco Certified Design Expert path or journey, I like to call it journey. Also, I kind of di differentiate between the Cisco Certified Design Expert certification and just network design in general. You know, there's people going for the exam or the certification, and then there's also just being a better network designer and really focusing on that. But yeah, so this year, pretty so stoked about being a, uh, my first time as a CCDE, and I'm really looking forward to 
going to the certification lounge once it opens, getting both of the CCIE ribbons that I'm going to have, right, for my CCIE route and switch and then service provider ribbons. But then also to get that CCDE ribbon for the first time, as I said in last last week's episode regarding uh, Cisco Live US 2016, you know, getting getting your ribbon for the first time ever, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And it really is a big deal. So here, I'll be able to go in, get the CCDE ribbon. And last year, they were blue with white lettering. So they were very different than the CCI ribbons, which in case you don't know what the CCI ribbons are, they're white with black lettering. The CCDE ribbon is a blue ribbon with white lettering. At least it was last year. Uh, moving on, the next thing that I'm actually looking forward to pr- uh, pretty heavily is the customer appreciation event this year. So last year, Maroon 5, really knocked it out of the park, and I kept saying that in the last episode over and over again. This year, it is Bruno Mars. I I think it's going to be a really good uh, concert this year. I think Bruno Mars is going to do a great job. Uh, We've been listening to a ton of his music, more than we usually do. Uh, We still listen to it, but no, it's going to be really a lot of fun um, going to see Bruno Mars in concert at Cisco Live in Vegas. So uh, pretty, pretty excited about that. So if you guys had listened to the last week episode that was the Cisco Live US 2016 recap episode, then you know my feelings, um, albeit uh, pretty negative, on the CCIE CCD party last year, the exclusive CCIE and CCD party last year in Vegas. So if you weren't aware, last year's uh, CCIE party was a pool party in Vegas where you could not go in the pool. How do, how do you explain that, right? So a little different than I was expecting. And I had, I had a lot of expectations for the CCIE party last year. This year, the CCIE and CCD party, obviously we are in Vegas again, but we are actually at a nightclub. A, um, it is a Hakkasan. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Hakkasan Las Vegas nightclub. And it is going to be an all-night thing. It's uh, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. if you got the invite, Tuesday, June 27th, 2017. So... I, I still have high expectations for the CCIE party, uh, and I, I, my expectations from last year were, were brought back down, right? So hopefully this year's CCIE party doesn't let me down, doesn't let down, because uh, I have a lot of high expectations for it. I'm extremely, um, again, knowing that last year was the way it was, this year I think could be um, light years better than it was last year. Um, but yeah, so excited about that, and I'm sure everyone else that's got the invite is excited as well. Study groups, right? So uh, everyone that should know me knows that my study groups are a big deal. Both um, my CCIE study group, the, what we call the CCIE Cool Cats, and then also my uh, CCDE study group um, that I mentioned uh, Daniel Dibb and, and um, Kim Peterson had uh, um, created. As always, the CCIE study group is a big deal. My friends, uh, my, my family, my CCIE family, uh, some of them are going to be there again this year. We're going to have some fun. We're going to, um, our families are going to go too. So like I said, my wife, Julie, is going to be there this year. Um, Steven, he's bringing his wife, Katie, again this year. And then um, Kyle um, is going now um, as of this week. But I don't know if um, his wife, Lauren, is going to go or not. But So that's that's three of us um, this year. Um, unfortunately, Chad's not going to make it this year. I don't think he's able to come. Um, but we do have another guy of our group, uh, Jason, who's going to be there. So we get to meet Jason for the first time. We're all pretty excited. 
Um, I think we're already planning all the stuff that we're going to do together, all the sessions that we're going to go together, um, all the lunches and dinners and everything. So um, that's a pretty big thing for me to, to look forward to. And then the CCD study group, you know, again, some people weren't able to make it last year. So this year we have a few additional people that are going to be making it to Cisco Live. Um, I'm really excited to meet some of them, some of them that uh, um, are still actively studying for the CCDE, and then some of them that are they've already passed the CCD. Some of them passed the same day I did. Some that passed a little bit before, a little after. So it'll be good to, to sit down and meet um, these guys in the study group that I, I've spent a lot of time with. And I'm highly looking forward to it. So um, the next kind of block that I wanted to mention was meeting people, right? So as I, as I mentioned in um, the Cisco Live US 2016 uh, podcast episode last week, uh, meeting people is kind of a big deal. I mean, this is a networking event for networkers. Uh, it's a traditional networking event for people in the networking field. I hope that makes sense, right? Um, so, you know, the whole point or a big portion, a portion, a big portion of this conference is to meet people and to talk to people and to discuss things with people. It's not to, um, in my opinion, to fill up on just sessions and only sessions and never have time for people. So with that said, I want to make sure that I'm making time to meet with people and have the meet the expert sessions with the people that I think I should uh, talk to about technology, etc. And then also have the sessions um, with the people in, in these study groups, right? Have these one-on-one meetings, not not, necess- not necessarily meet the experts, but you know, meet with people at Cisco, meet with people at other companies, and, and really have these discussions and dis- uh, and really. Uh, put a face to the name, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's that's kind of a big deal too. So those are the things that I am looking forward to at Cisco Live this year. Um, Cisco Live US 2017 is about 10 days away. My Cisco Live US 2017 session schedule and why. So... This year, as yet last year, I always have a, a couple technical fo- technical focuses um, when I go to Cisco Live. And if you last year's focus was a little different than this year's focus, there are some overlaps, but there are some differences as well. So this year's focus is going to be on uh, troubleshooting, as it always is. I'm a big fan of troubleshooting, and I think it's very important to keep up the speed up the speed with troubleshooting and Getting into some of these sessions with people around troubleshooting is almost like a, a once a year or once a lifetime experience. So troubleshooting is pretty much always going to be one of those topics that I, I want to focus on. The next focus is going to be on Cisco DNA. Cisco DNA is Cisco Digital Network Architecture. Now Cisco has been doing a, a great, a huge push on this over the last probably year or so since Cisco Live last year. Um, and as I did go to a, a whisper suite on Cisco DNA last year, um, this year I'm really focusing on a lot of sessions around Cisco DNA because it is by far um, one of the most important things from a Cisco product perspective, and, and at least in my opinion. Um, I think it's I think DNA is going to kind of change the market it's already changing the market, first off, but I think uh, DNA is going to start um, revolutionizing the, the the market that we have right now. So, so I'm really focusing on Cisco DNA personally. Again, you know, my and let me put this out there too. My session schedule for this year is not about design. 
It's not about network design or design or CCD at all. Or even a CCIE. It literally is about troubleshooting and Cisco DNA. Those are the two technical goals. Now, with that said, as always, I still have a constraint that I'm going to follow. Just like last year and the year before that. Um, My constraint is that I'm going to limit the number of sessions to two or three a day. Right? So, the reason behind me limiting the sessions is that I've gone to Cisco Live in the past where I've filled every every waking minute in a session and I might have five, six sessions a day and then I don't have time to really recap from those sessions, right? I don't have time to have that mental catch-up um, throughout the day and then I'm just, by the end of the day, I am, I am beat, right? So the, like the first year I went to Cisco Live, I didn't go to any of the extra stuff. I didn't go to the customer appreciation event. I didn't go to any of the, the kind of meetings or the dinners or the parties or any of that stuff. That you know, there's some benefit to going to those, to those other events that happen at night, um, where you might meet people or you might talk to someone that you met during the day longer than you did just during the day, and you might connect with someone. So there, there's some benefits both from a you know professional and career benefit, but also like a socializing benefit with these people that you're meeting at Cisco Live. Again, I'm going to limit my sessions to two to three a day. You'll see there are a few that have three. Um, and again, this gives me a chance to have that mental mental catch up. The, um, it also gives me a chance to fill in some time with, you know, meet the experts or one-on-one sessions um, or whatever else I want to do at Cisco Live. You know, if I want to go into the DevNet um, area or venue for a couple hours, you know, I can do that, right? I can go to DevNet and spend DevNet uh, some time at the DevNet area that that maybe I wouldn't have if I had filled my entire session up, right? Um, and on DevNet, you can probably honestly spend a whole week in the DevNet area. So it's um, it, it isn't something that's that's out of the world of possibilities. It is definitely a possibility to spend some time in. DevNet or even the world of solutions. So these are things that if you fill up your schedule on sessions, you know, you're not going to have a lot of time to go to the DevNet zone or the world of solutions. Or if you are fortunate enough to be invited to a whisper suite, you're not going to have a lot of time to go to those things. So you're going to end up having to make choices on is the session more important than these things or, you know, are these other events more important than the sessions? So to start my schedule out, if you, on the show notes, I will have um, a, a Outlook calendar version of my schedule because I will list them all out here and I will kind of give you a high-level explanation of why I'm picking the session that I'm picking for me. Again, filling into the technical goals that I have. and then um, I, But I also have a, a, a screenshot of the calendar um, for my session. So now on Sunday... June 25th, 2017, that Sunday usually is a day where I would do a paid-for session. So if you're not familiar with this, but Cisco does a number of paid-for sessions on the Sunday and Monday, and then a couple sessions throughout the entire conference are also paid-for sessions. Now, what that means is that they are not included in your ticket. They're not included in your conference pass. So you actually have to pay extra to take some of these sessions. So this year, I'm not taking any extra sessions that would require me to pay anything. Last year, I took a few. This year, I'm just I'm just not going to do it. Um, also, I'm coming in pretty early on Sunday, but I would miss any of the, the full-day sessions on Sunday. 
because they start at 8 in the morning, and I think we're arriving around 11 in the morning. So we would miss half the day by the time we got to you know, the hotel um, and dropped our bags off and then found the session. So for me, I, I'm not doing any sessions on Sunday as of right now. I might do some additional things like meet the experts or meet some people or um, socialize and whatnot. You know, once I get there, things kind of start for me for Cisco Live, um, especially doing the podcast now. Some of the some of the other uh, um, some of the other to do list items are going to happen on that day. So anything I don't say in this session will be in the recap session of 2017. Once once uh, Cisco Live is over and we come back and we've caught up to everything, I'll do a recap session of Cisco Live 2017, like I did for Cisco Live 2016. Um, but yeah, so back to the, the topic at hand, uh, Sunday, June 25th, 2017, I'm not going to do any sessions that day. Uh, Monday, June 26th, 2017, I have two sessions, one in the morning and then one in the afternoon. And then I have obviously the keynote. So 8 a.m. to 9.30, I am going to be in Brad Edgeworth's introduction to iOS XR for enterprises and service, service providers. So Brad, again, I really... Brad's a great guy. He's a great presenter. He's a very technically, um, very technical person. He's a, I don't know how else to explain it. He's a highly technical engineer, um, but he's not just an engineer. And he, Brad has been in tech. He, he's really big in IWAN. He does a ton of IWAN sessions as well. I went to one last year. So this year I'm going to his introduction to iOS XR for enterprises and service provider sessions. I personally like to take at least one session where I can find, find Brad and, and, do one of his sessions. So this is that for me. This is uh, BRKARC-1008. That is the um, the session ID. And um, if you haven't met Brad, I highly suggest scheduling a meet the expert with Brad. He's a, v- a very, very smart guy. Um, and he can run circles around a lot of people. So, you know, he's a very intelligent and you can learn a lot from Brad. So um, after Brad's session, um, I have about an hour break, and then I'm going to go to the opening keynote with Chuck Robbins. I don't like to miss the keynotes uh, at this point. I've missed the keynotes so much in the past. Uh, I like to meet. I like to be a part of the keynotes. There's a lot of information that is passed through the keynotes. Um, some keynotes are good, and some keynotes are not the best. But I feel like they, you know, they are important to attend, um, and I will get something out of each one that I go to. So we have that one. Uh, Chuck Robbins keynote from 10:30 a.m. to 11:30 a.m. in the afternoon, probably one of the highlights or one of the most important sessions that I'm looking forward to for the entire duration of Cisco Live happens on Monday. It is from 1:30 p.m. to 3:30 p.m. and it is techniques of a network detective. That is BRKARC-2002. The presenter is Fish. Again, that is the presenter is Denise Fishborn or Fish, and I've, I'm looking forward to this session. I can't tell you how excited I am about this session specifically. Uh, I think she had it last year, and somehow I overlooked it or I couldn't schedule it. It might have been full. I might have been waitlisted, but I am so excited about this session. I cannot wait. Now, with that said, I, I if you haven't booked this session or you have something else in this time period, I would highly recommend going to this session. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about the session. I have not gone to it yet. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. If you have something that is important to you, you know, don't, don't switch it just because I'm saying you should switch it. You've got to make that decision for yourself. But I'm highly looking forward to this session. 
Um, again, that was 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m., and that was BRKARC-2002, Techniques of a Network Detective. So that's all I got going on for Monday. I mean, there's going to be some after uh, afternoon sessions, right, or uh, evening stuff going on. But that's that's the technical sessions for Monday. We're going to move into Tuesday now. And um, Tuesday, June 27th, 2017, the first session I got is we're starting our DNA push. You remember? Cisco Digital Network Architecture push here. And the first session I have on, on that kind of goal I have, right, is from 8 a.m. to 10, p- 10 a.m., DNA campus fabric automation, and it's connecting the campus fabric to external networks. Um, this is uh, BRK CRS 22811. That was BRK CRS 2811. And again, these things have to fit into my, my goals, right? My, my technical goals of troubleshooting and then Cisco DNA. The other session I'm doing that morning is actually just a keynote. It's a technology vision keynote at 10.30 a.m. To, t- to noon. So I'm not doing another session that morning. I'm doing that session. And then I have a pretty big break in the afternoon until 4 p.m. when I'm going to do the um, the DNA Campus Fabric Automation. And this is going to be the policy-driven manage- manageability session. And this is BRKCRS-3811. Uh, the presenter for that one is Victor Moreno. Moreno. So 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. at that at Tuesday night is the CCI exclusive party. Um, so I will be doing that at 7 p.m. I don't know if I'll be there the whole time. Um, it really kind of depends how good or how bad it is, right? Um, but I do plan to be there at seven around 7 p.m., maybe a little later. Depends how fast we can get there after the, the, the last session in the afternoon there. Um, so that, that's all I got for Tuesday. We're moving into Wednesday now. Wednesday, June 28th, 2017, we have... Uh, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. is the DNA Campus Fabric Automation integrating with your existing network. Um, you know, still sticking on that Cisco DNA bandwagon, right? Uh, this one is uh, BRKCRS-28112, sorry, 2812, DNA Campus Fabric Automation. After that session is the security keynote at 10.30 to 11.30. And then we jump right into the afternoon, my next session that I have scheduled, which is going to be from 1.30 p.m., excuse me, to 3.30 p.m., it's BRKDCN-3040, Troubleshooting VXLAN BGP EVPN. Um, the presenter is Vinit, or Vinay, uh, Jane. Last year, I went, in, I went and attended his Troubleshooting BGP session. By far the best session for Troubleshooting BGP I've ever seen. Any way to troubleshoot BGP. So this session, I saw it um, last week. Troubleshooting VXLAN BGP EVPN. I'm a big fan of VXLAN and EVPN, so I'm I'm really excited about this from a troubleshooting perspective. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait um, to see this session. I really can't. Um, after this, I have a, a little break, and then we go into a 4 p.m. to 5:30 p.m. Uh, DNA Campus Fabric Automation Monitoring and Troubleshooting. This is BRK CRS 2813. Right again, that Cisco DNA uh, um, thread throughout the entire my entire schedule. So um, after that, that is uh, Wednesday, and that's actually going to be the customer appreciation event night. Um, that starts at 7:30 p.m. and goes till 10 p.m. And again, everyone should know that's with Bruno Mars, right? So um, we'll be heading over there pretty early. Um, might actually try to duck out of that last DNA session a little early to go change and make it to. 
the customer appreciation event before it gets too busy. I mean, it's going to be busy. Last year it was busy. So Thursday, we're on to Thursday now, the last day of the conference already. Um, Thursday, June 29th, 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. This is a BRKDCN-2489. Again, DNA Campus Fabric Automation. This one's integration with data center architectures. So we're, we're, we're really kind of touching every topic within DNA that I could fit into my schedule. After that session, I have a, from 10.30 a.m. to noon, Catalyst Fixed Axis Switching Architecture. So I kind of deviate just a little. Um, no, this isn't DNA specific, and this isn't uh, troubleshooting specific, but it looked like a, a good, relatively short session on the Catalyst line of axis switches. And I kind of wanted to see what the if there was any changes to that, right? That's 10.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. or noon, and that's BRKARC-3863. Then we get 1, 8, 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. So I'm not very quick lunch that day, and we're going to jump into another DNA session, DNA Campus Fabric Automation Assurance and Analytics. This is BRKCRS-2814. After that, we have a break, a small break again, but this is just a little 30-minute break before we get into the celebrity keynote with Brian Cranston. Really looking forward to that. Uh, last year's keynote with um, Kevin Spacey was amazing. So I'm, I'm wondering how good or how, you know, I, I, this is going to be good. I don't think it's going to be bad, but I'm wondering what it will compare to Kevin Spacey's last year. If it'll be better or if it'll be like the same or if it'll be a little bit worse or not bad. It's still good, but a little bit less good, if that makes sense. Um, that keynote is from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. that day. That's Thursday. So, that, that's my entire schedule uh, from sessions and the evening events where, you know, the the CCI party and then the customer appreciation event on Wednesday. All right. So we're going to move into kind of a, a pretty big list this year. Uh, this section is the CCDE slash network design specific sessions, right? Um, and this year I have over 40 sessions that made this list. These are... Zigbits CCDE slash network design session list. That is what I'm terming it. Terming it. It is the recommended Zigbits CCDE and network design session list. Um, these are sessions that fit the design bucket, the design kind of um, category or bucket, uh, but they're not beginner sessions. All right. Um, for the most part, they're not like intro to routing. Right. This is highly technical sessions um, with a lot of design aspect to them, or, or in some cases, business aspect too. Uh, the idea with this is to give you guys the huge list of sessions that you can pick from that that maybe are design focused, but you can also go through and be like, okay, well, I could do that session or I could do this session. They're both design focused, but maybe this one's better than that one. So I, I am also doing a priority level of importance as well in my mind. Right, so each session in this list is being given either high, medium, or low. High being we got to make sure we we you know you got to fit it into your schedule as much as possible as best you can, right? High, um, medium, okay, maybe it's not as important as high. Uh, they're good information. Um, it's not proprietary for the most part. It's not a proprietary technology. And then low is it's it possibly is good information from both a design and a technology perspective. Maybe it's proprietary though. Maybe we wouldn't see it anywhere else but Cisco. Um, that that's that's kind of the the loose definition I gave: high, medium, low. 
Now, um, I am going to read these off just so you get an idea. And, and it, I should have said this at the beginning of the episode. Um, none of the links are up yet for these sessions because none of these sessions have happened, right? This is before, this is a preview over or an overview before Cisco Live 2017 in the US. So I will go back through the show notes and add the links to all the sessions after Cisco Live US 2017. Once they've become uh, recorded and the presentation's been uploaded, then I will go ahead and add all the links. So it'll be a lot easier to find these sessions afterwards. But right now, you can go into the session catalog and search for all these with the ID, the session ID, and find them. So we're going to start with high. Um, and now the first three sessions are, are on Sunday in this list. They're all paid for sessions and they're all eight hour sessions. The first one is tech, or sorry, TEC CCDE 3005. That is CCDE, the Cisco Certified Design Expert. Again, that is a paid for session. The next one at the same time is TEC CRS 2001. That's Intermediate Enterprise High Availability Design and Architecture. Again, that's a paid for session. And then the next one's also in the same time frame on Sunday. It is TEC CRS 2500. That's Advanced Enterprise WAN Design and Deployment. So those three are all paid for sessions. And those are on the high priority. So I would, you know, I will list them off later, which one I would probably prefer over the other. But it really is going to be dependent on on your weaknesses, where you think your personal weaknesses are in terms of um, design. And then also, it really determines if you're going after the Cisco Certified Design Expert certification or not. Um so if you're not going after that, you know, you might not take that session. And then if you are going after that, you might take that session. And then the other two might be based on what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are, right? What are your weaknesses and what are your strengths? I most likely wouldn't take a session or schedule a session that I felt that I was, I had a high strength in that set, that, that technology, right? It wasn't, it was this technology that was a high strength for me versus a technology that has a, a weakness. And if you know me, multicast is a weakness for me. It always has been, um, and, and at some point, I'm going to embrace that and actually make it a strength. I just personally haven't gotten to it yet. But so for me, you know, I might spend more time on multicast things or multicast sessions or even QoS session, sessions related to design than I would on uh, WAN routing designs, stuff like that. So those are those three. The next one is LTR MPL. Dash 3103, this is Advanced Design and Deployment of Next-Gen Multicast VPNs, Next-Generation Multicast VPN. So, I, I yeah, that's got to be on the high list, okay? Because, um, first off, Next-Gen Multicast VPNs, um, I don't, and I'll go into some detail on that, I think, in a little bit, too. That does That is a high-priority session. If you can fit it in, I'd fit it in. Um, the next one is uh, BRK SEC-2134. And this is intermediate building a highly secure internet edge. Um, internet, knowing how to build the internet layer in a secure fashion is a huge design thing. Huge network design. doesn't matter if it's the CCDE or just network design in general. That's a huge thing that we all should know from a design perspective. Um, the next one's uh, BRK RST-2042. Highly available, uh, sorry, highly available wide area network design. Right? I think that's self-explanatory. The one after that is BRK RST-2041, WAN Architectures and Design Principles. Then we get BRK EWN-2010. 
and that is Design and Deployment of Enterprise Wireless LANs, or WLANs. Then we get into a DevNet-1794 DevNet panel, Applying Design Thinking to Building Products in Cisco. Um, then we get two MPLS sessions. We got BRK MPL-2112 MPLS WAN Backbone Solutions and Design for Enterprise and SP. Um, so MPLS is a big design thing. MPLS as a whole, it's a technology and it's really, um, I would say it's it's got a number of t- uh, tools. Uh, MPLS has a number of tools that go into your toolbox. And when you have a business requirement, you can take those tools out and you can kind of compare and contrast and you can say, oh yeah, you know, VPLS is great for this or L3 VPN is great for this or, you know, we really should run MPLS TE, right? Um, so I just picked some random technologies under the MPLS bucket, but uh, that, that might be a great well, MPLS is a great technology in, in session to 10. So that session right there would be great from a design perspective. The follow-on to that is designing MPLS-based IP VPNs. So really, how do we design IP-based VPNs, L3 VPNs? Um, what are the, the you know pros and cons to doing things a certain way? Maybe with route targets and route distinguishers. Um, and then also maybe we're talking about... Um, Route reflectors, B2B route reflector design as well. How does that take an effect to L3 VPNs? Um, I don't, that, that's what that session is going to be about. The next one is another multicast one. It's uh, BRK IPM-3017. It's Advanced Multicast VPN Deployment Models. So you can see a common thread with my priorities here. Um, we got two more left on the high priority list. is uh, BRK CRS-2501 Campus QoS Design Simplified. So we have to have QoS. QoS is one of those services that are um, kind of critical to design, right? Uh, there's always going to be priority applications on the network and really knowing how to handle those applications based on the applications criteria, uh, knowing if it's UDP or TCP, you know, and if it's UDP or TCP, we'll determine if you can do um, uh, weighted random early detection or not, right? So, um, and then also knowing if it's latency driven or if it needs a lot of bandwidth or if it doesn't need a lot of bandwidth, how, you know, how big of the the queues do you need to make it um, for that application to work? And then which queue they need to be in. So, you know, QoS is a huge, huge design uh, topic that you really should know. The last session here is uh, BS, BSOGEN1003, Optimize and Manage Your Network as a Business. So again, I mentioned at the beginning that, you know, we're going to have design sessions on this list, but we also are going to have business sessions too that go into design. And that's one of those. And that's one of the, I think a really good session. I think that'd be a great session. Um, just throwing that out there. So those are the high sessions. Now we're going to win the medium sessions, the medium list of sessions. The first one I have here is um, BRK CRS-1500 Campus Wired LAN Deployment Using Cisco Validated Designs. Um, I almost thought about putting this in the low category. I put it in the medium category um, because... Um, Cisco validated designs, while they might be prior, uh, um, Cisco specific validated designs, for the most part, I, I think that they're going to be, um, kind of vendor, vendor agnostic from a design perspective. Maybe not obviously a configuration perspective, right? We're talking Cisco, but, um, from a design perspective, if you do like two routers, you know, how do you connect the switches to the routers? This is campus wired LAN deployment, right? So I think it'll be, um, more specific to, a general design architecture that while it fits for the Cisco hardware, I think it'll fit for other vendor hardware. 
other vendor models and, and, and other vendor solutions. The next one is BRK SEC-2205, Security and Virtualization in the Data Center. Um, so these are key things that we should know from a design perspective. How do we handle security and virtualization in the data center? We don't need to know the ins and outs of every little thing about virtualization um, to design something, but we do or to design a solution. But we do need to know what virtualization is and what are the pros and cons to you know deploying virtualization in certain ways. And then also, how do you handle security in a virtualization in, in a virtualization environment and then also in a data center? Next one is, um, this one's a paid for session. I'll throw that out there at the beginning. It's tech or T-E-C-S-E-C-3725. This is advanced remote access and site to site VPN design with iOS. So this is one of those things that I thought maybe would be good if you had extra money to attend. Um, if you don't have the extra money to spend for something like this, don't do it. But it, you know, it could be a good session for remote access and site to site VPN design, um, which honestly is a, is a, kind of design item when we're talking about um, both the CCDE, not specific to just Cisco, but you know, VPN access, IPsec tunnels, um, doing hub and spoke tunnels, um, now, you know, CCDE-ish stuff. And then also just network design. You're going to have remote access. You're going to have site-to-site VPNs. So how do you design those? Again, this will probably be more specific to, to Cisco iOS, right? Because it's in the title, but um, abstract that information from it from a design perspective. I think it'll be beneficial. The next one on the medium list is CTHCRS-1300, Advances in High Availability for the Campus. Um, so I'm sure you can, it's kind of self-explanatory, but high availability for the campus. I'm sure we'll see like how you do redundant routers, how you do failover or fault tolerance, and then failure domains, all that kind of stuff. You know, again, these sessions might not have design in the title, um, so these, I, I read through these and I determined that, you know, I think this would be a good session from a design perspective. The next one's a BRK DCN-2218 data center design for mid-size enterprises. The next session is a BRK DCN-2001 networking challenges when interconnecting data center fabrics. Um, so I threw that on there because, you know, uh, interconnecting data center fabrics is probably a pretty big deal. Um, I would say it's a pretty big deal. We also have inter data center interconnects too that we talk about a lot and the different solutions for data center interconnects. Um, and there's a lot of different solutions for data center interconnects when you have two data centers and you're trying to in interconnect them together. And when you're saying that they're fabrics, if you're doing like a spine leaf architecture and you have your own fabric that way, or if you're talking fabric from like a storage fabric, it could be very different. But I, I, this is going to be a very beneficial session if you're doing anything with data centers and, and design around data center fabrics, multiple different data center locations and how to interconnect them. Um, BRK DCN-2300. This one's a modern infrastructure designs of business continuity, continuity architectures. Sorry, that continuity word kind of throws me out there. So this is really like disaster recovery in my mind. Um, infrastructure designs. Um, yeah, this is disaster recovery. Um, it, I think this would be better beneficial again for understanding the business requirements towards DR. Um, and how to keep the, the business functioning in, in uh, a failure situation. So the next one is uh, BRK NMS 2800. Uh, and this is putting the puzzle together, the architecture of network management tools. So one of those things that we haven't really talked about um, throughout these sessions yet, and this is probably the only session that I have here on this, is network management tools. I mean, 
part of a good design also includes how you're going to manage the environment, how you're going to maintain the environment. If you have a, what if you have a, a small team? What if you have a small staff, a small team of staff members? Let's say you have two engineers and you have 200 devices. How are you going to manage that? How are the tools going to manage that? Which tools are going to use? So that's why I put this on there. That was my expectation from reading the, uh, the description of this session. The next one I put under medium is BRK RST 2336. That was sorry, that was 2336 EIGRP deployment in modern networks. Um, so we need to know IGP, right? And you're going to see uh, EIGRP is important. We got to know it um, from a design perspective. You know, it's a distance vector technology uh, routing protocol, and we really need to know it to validate how which IGP we're going to use first off, and then you know how we're going to deploy it if we do use it. Um, the next one I almost thought about putting on a low list as well, but I put it on the high list, uh, the medium list. So BRK OPT dash two one zero six. This is DWDM one hundred one. Now I don't know about you and your experience, but my experience DWDM is a um, technology that not a lot of people know from a from a really technical perspective, right? I mean, at a high level, I think we get an idea that what DWDM, it's sending lights on different different wavelengths so that you can do different um, amounts of bandwidth or different lengths across the same um, physical fiber cable. But like, how does it work from a implementation standpoint? Um, what hardware do you, do you use? Um, now, this is going to be a one-on-one session, so it's probably going to be pretty basic. But I, I do think it's important to understand what DWDM is from a design perspective. Is it, you know, what's the differences between DWDM and CWDM and then also like dark fiber? And from a design perspective, we should know those very quickly. Pros and cons to all that. So that's on there. Uh, the next one is BRKEWN-2670. This is wireless office design best practices. Um, so some of the wireless things, some of the wireless sessions, I put on the low priority because they were more... I would say maybe one-offs to um, maybe not day-to-day networking would have those sessions. Um, but these ones I put on the medium. There's two of them. So this one was the wireless office design best practices. So nowadays, wireless is kind of a, a given. You're going to deploy wireless unless you're regulated where you can't utilize wireless. Um, for some, you know, if you've got a um, compliance requirement where you can't use wireless for some reason, most networks are using wireless today. Um, so this wireless office design best practices is probably a good session. Same with the follow-on session um, after this list is BRKEWN-2016. This is branched office wireless LAN design. So we got the branch office and we also got um, wireless office design. They're, I think they're, they look pretty similar, but I think there's some different um, takeaways out of each. So I probably would schedule one of them. And then if you schedule either of them, I'd schedule one and maybe watch the other one after Cisco Live. Um, the next section I have here, next session, sorry, is uh, S-O-L-E-W-N-2000. This is CLUS or Cisco Live US network topology. Now, this session is actually given three times throughout the week. It's at the same time on three different days. I believe it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and it's 12.15 to 12.30. Um, this session is an overview of what the network topology is for Cisco Live. What I like about taking this session, what I think is going to be beneficial for you, is seeing the design, right? We're talking about what? I don't know the numbers were last year. I mean, I'm thinking like there's 30,000 people there in Cisco Live, maybe more than that. That's a rough number that I just kind of put out of my mind. So 
don't quote me on that, okay? Um, but thirty, let's say thirty thousand people are at Cisco Live. You know, the Cisco networking team that built Cisco Live's network, the topology, has to com- has to support that. But not not only the the number of people there, um, both from a wired perspective and throughput and bandwidth perspective, they also have to support the wireless side too. So we're talking about a huge wireless footprint, um, access security footprint too. We got to make sure everything's secure. But then we also have to deal with all the vendors that come in too, and all like the world of solutions. All that, all of them are going to need access to things to, to the network, right? Um, yeah, I mean it's and there's more that I'm not even thinking about, right? But it's the Cisco Live sessions are not even in just one um, one location at Cisco Live. Like this is the network's going to be pretty big, and if we look at, I'm sure that's going to be a pretty good topology. That's going to be a great design. Um, and it'd be good to hear maybe what maybe business drivers were for those designs. I don't know if we'll get that in that 15 minute session, um, but it'd be good to at least look at the topology and then you can make some some guesses on why they did that. Right. And maybe they'll let you take a copy of the topology away with you, maybe take a picture of it and then you can use it as a as a case study. You know, um, the last session I have in the medium section is uh, BRK RST-2337. OSPF deployments and modern networks. So like I had above, I had EIGRP. I also have OSPF, right? The IGPs that are predominantly used today in the world and really have them both there. Um, they're mediums, right? So I do under, I do expect um, anyone that's in the design kind of field to have knowledge of EIGRP and OSPF already. So they're not in the high priority um, bucket. They're in the medium priority bucket. Um, so moving into the low priority bucket, the first one we have is TNK ACI-2000 real-world Cisco ACI and F5 big IP designs and deployments. So this this low priority section is going to be he- heavily um, maybe vendor specific solutions, vendor technologies, or um, vendor um, overall solutions, and that's kind of one of the defining reasons why they went into the low priority. You know, if you have the time, you want to make it. Um, to the session, by all means, make it to the session. If you have another goal in mind than just network design and the CCDE, like maybe you're doing an ICE project and you need to know how to do an, a huge ICE scale, you know, you need to do an ICE project and you need to know how to do uh, a really big scale of ICE or high availability of ICE, you know, or, you know, maybe you, you're starting to work on Nexus products and you don't know uh, what a VPC is, a virtual port channel is, and you need to go to one of those sessions, you know, or, there's some wireless sessions in this list as well with like high density wireless or high availability wireless designs. So you'll, you know, there's a lot of this in here that are um, not one-offs. Some of them are vendor specific. Some of them are vendor proprietary. And then some of them are, um, I'm not sure we would see a high density. Um, how many people would he see a very high density um, wireless deployment in, in their career? So the next low session is BRK DCN-2378. That's VPC best practices and design on NXOS. And I'm not going to go into detail on all these. I'm just going to read them off real quick. And you can search for these on the uh, session catalog. The next session for the low is uh, BRK SEC, sorry, SEC-3699. And this is designing ICE for scale and high availability. Then we have BRK EWN-3014. Best Practices to Deploy High Availability in Wireless LAN Architectures. Next one is BRK IPM-2000. 
1261. So 1261. And that's Introduction to IP Multicast. And I left that one on the list. I actually almost removed it because it's kind of like a basic multicast um, multicast session. And um, I, I do assume that we in the design field should know the basics of technologies. But multicast is one of those technologies. Sorry, one of those technologies that um, maybe not everyone has dealt with, right? Same with even maybe QoS or some of those one-offs that that maybe they haven't dealt with yet. So I did leave this here. It might be good to understand what IP multicast is, all the different types of multicast. Next section is a session. Sorry, not section. Session is BRKEWN-2013. And that is high-density Wi-Fi design, deployment, and optimization. Um, again, low priority. Um, I would want to see this session personally because high-density Wi-Fi design is kind of um, a big deal for me. Um, knowing how to do a high-density design for wireless. Wireless is being used by a lot of... Um, it's, it's like a requirement for everything now. So just being able to do a high-density deployment um, would be... Uh, deploy, design and deployment uh, would be good to know. Um BRK ACI-2003, Cisco ACI multi-pod design and deployment. Um, that's self-explanatory. Um, the reason why I left it on, though, is maybe you can take what they do there and migrate it from ACI-specific to you know orchestration, automation, solution of whatever the vendor is, um, and design a solution accordingly. Uh, next one is BRK SEC-2881, designing remote access and site-to-site IPsec networks with FlexVPN. So FlexVPN is fairly new. Um, just do that in there because it is a almost like a proprietary or a, a vendor-specific technology. The next one is BRKDCN-2010, designing storage network uh, for next data. Uh, sorry, next decade decade in an all-flash data center. I think there's supposed to be an S there. Designing storage networks for next for the for the next decade in an all-flash data center. Uh, maybe they left some words out of the, the session title, but um, yeah. So storage networks, just knowing what you should, you know, what what to know from storage side of the house, right? It should be important to know. Um, next one is CCSEWN-1001, short time but long journey. How to forge a successful high density wireless deployment. So there's another high density wireless deployment session there. I probably wouldn't go to both. Um, the one above that was high density again was BRKEWN-2013. I probably would pick one and go to one and then maybe watch the other one. If you were into a high-density wireless situation, you needed to learn it. Um, the next one is uh, BRKSAN-2883, Advanced Storage Area Network Design. Uh, and then I got two more. So the BRKDCN-1121, and this is Fiber Channel Networking for the IP Network Engineer and SAN Core Edge Design Best Practices. So more SAN work, more storage, uh, Fiber Channel. And the last one is BRKEWN-2027, Design and Deployment of Outdoor Wireless Networks. Like I said, the low priority section has a lot of proprietary technology, wireless that are maybe not one-offs, but maybe really, really advanced wireless uh, deployments that you may not see. Um, but if you have the time, it might be good to, to see those, right? High density, there's two of them on high density. There's um, outdoor wireless networks as well. So like maybe uh, an outdoor venue of some sort. Um, and then I got some ACI in there and multicast sessions. All right, so here goes the next session. I'm pretty pretty excited about this, right? So this is going to be a Zigbit's network design session schedule. So the focus here, the goal is 
a full-on Zigbit's-approved uh, recommended network design session schedule to give you the most amount of time in a design or business-related session. That is the goal with this, hands down. Um, so we're going through the entire Cisco Live US 2017 session catalog, and then we're taking these these over 40 sessions I just went through, and we're making the best decision that we can with the time we have on what you should pick from a, a network design schedule. Now, real quick, I got to set the stage. There are no limits, and the only constraint is to make time for the keynote sessions. All right, I still think the keynote sessions are important. So throughout the week, you'll see in this schedule that the keynote sessions are included. Um, now, if you wanted to take them out and do something else, by all means, you could. Who should actually look at this is really the question, right? So if your goal for Cisco Live is to dedicate all of your time towards network design, or your, your goal is to study for the CCDE certification and work towards that, then this schedule is for you. That is my view. This schedule right here, the way I have it, is for you. In the show notes of this episode, uh, which can be found at zigbits.tech slash clus17-preview, I will have a picture of a calendar with all the network design sessions that I'm picking, that I'm describing here, a layout pretty much of, hey, here's the sessions that I recommend that you take for this network design specific schedule. So starting this this kind of session list off, Sunday, June 25th, 2017, I, I highly recommend that you pay the extra money for a session on Sunday. There are three sessions that you can choose from, from the list of over 40 above that we just went through. These, these are the tech or TEC CCDE-305, CCDE, the Cisco Certified Design Expert session. There is the TEC CRS-201, Intermediate Enterprise High Availability Design and Architecture session. And then there's the TEC CRS-2500, Advanced Enterprise WAN Design and Deployment session. So, and here, here's my, my view on this. If you're studying for the CCDE and you have not taken it yet, or you don't, you maybe you've taken it and you did really poorly on it, um, or you know you just need some more understanding of what the CCDE certification is and how it's laid out. Um, I highly recommend taking this first paid-for session. That's the TEC CCDE-305. This session now. Years past, this has been broken up into two different sessions. They've had a, a four-hour session in the morning and then a four-hour session in the afternoon. And they would do the like kind of maybe the overview of what the CCD is, CCDE is in the morning uh, with maybe some sample written questions. And then in the afternoon, they would do an overview of the practical lab, the practical exam or the lab exam. And they would also give you a chance to go through a full scenario in a couple hours of that four-hour window. And then they would go over it, too. Not not everything. They don't have time to go over every question in the scenario. They'd go over a few of the questions in the scenario. So that's how they broke it up in previous years. And I've taken the second portion, the, the, the four-hour portion. So this year, what they're doing is they've actually combined them into one session, one eight-hour-long session. I highly recommend, if you're going after the CCDE, uh, if you are new to network design as a whole, 
that going to this session might be beneficial for you. It doesn't mean that you need to get the CCD. It will just set the stage on maybe changing your design framework or your design thought process from what maybe it was before or a lack of one before to a more structured approach towards design. Now, if, if for some reason you don't want to take that session, um, maybe you're not going after the CCD, maybe you've design, been designing for years, then after that one being my top pick, I would pick one or the other, one of the other ones. Um, now, these other two is really going to depend on your weaknesses and your strengths. So I would probably take whatever one that you feel you'd get the most out of, out of the other two. And again, those two were TEC CRS-2001, Intermediate Enterprise High Availability Design and Architecture, or TEC CRS-2500, Advanced Enterprise WAN Design and Deployment. So that's Sunday. Moving on to mon- Monday morning, June 25th, 2017. Now, this is going to be kind of an interesting situation for Monday morning because there is a session that I do recommend that would make it so you would miss the opening keynote by Chuck Robbins. And this session is a paid session. It's a paid-for session, so it's not included, but it is one of those sessions I do highly recommend. So this is the LTR MPL-303. It's Advanced Design and Deployment of Next-Gen MVPN or Next Generation Multicast VPN. And this is from 8 a.m. to noon. Again, this is a paid-for session, uh, and it will make it so you miss the opening keynote. Right? But I do highly recommend this session. If you have the extra money, you don't mind missing the opening keynote, opening keynote, this would be a good session to attend. Or if you don't have the money and you don't or you don't want to miss the keynote, the opening keynote, then you could take BRK SEC-2134 Intermediate Building a Highly Secure Internet Edge. This session is from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Monday morning. This would allow you to then go to the opening keynote at 10.30, from 10.30 to 11.30 that morning with Chuck Robbins. So again, that internet, internet intermediate, building a highly secure internet edge, I do highly think that that's an important session. So it's if you don't do the paid session, it's not like you're going to not have another session that's important. Uh, you know, Building a secure internet edge is an important design situation and, and design topic to have uh, under, your, under your grasp. Monday afternoon, there's not a lot of session options that I would pick. So really, it's a straightforward path. So at 2 p.m. to 2.30 p.m., I would take the CTH CRS-1300, uh, Advances in High Availability for the Campus. I would then take a 3.30 p.m. to 4 p.m. TNK ACI-2000, Real World Cisco ACI and F5 Big IP Designs and Deployments. And then follow that up with a... 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. BRK DCN-2001 Networking Challenges When Interconnecting Data Center Fabrics. That is Monday in a nutshell. Going to Tuesday. So Tuesday is a day where we have a lot of options. So there are a lot of good choices on Tuesday's morning time frame from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. time slot. So I have four. I have BRK RST-2041 WAN Architectures and Design Principles. I then have BRK DCN-2378, VPC Best Practices and Design on NXOS. I then have BRK DCN-2300, Modern Infrastructure Designs of Business Continuity Architectures. And then finally, I have BRK NMS-2800, Putting the Puzzle Together, the Architecture of Network Management Tools. 
So we have four different sessions to choose from, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Tuesday. My opinion is I would traditionally stay away from anything vendor proprietary. So ACI, NXOS, ICE, any of the specific vendor solutions I'd probably stay away away from. So in this case, I would stay away from the VPC best practices and design on NXOS session. That leaves three. And I would probably go with BRK DCN-300 or BRK NMS-2800, depending on my weakness, my weaknesses. So in your case, I would use one of those two and make a decision. All right. Uh, 2300, sorry, BRK DCN-2300 is going to be more on business continuity architectures or maybe DR, right? Whereas BRK NMS-2800 is going to be on network management tools. So really determining which one out of those two that you like better. And again, keep in mind, you can watch the sessions after Cisco Live. These aren't paid for sessions. These are included. So you could do one that you want to do. You think is going to get you the most bang for your your, your time, right? Your minutes. Um, do that one on site at Cisco Live, and then do the other one remotely once once it all posts to uh, Cisco Live 365. So that's that morning session. Um, then we would go to the technical vision keynote, which is at 10:30 a.m. to 12 noon, 12 p.m. noon. After lunch, we have another four option period of time. So we have another time slot, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Now that is not a session time slot. That is just that range. Um, and there's a lot of sessions in that range that would be great in my perspective and from a design perspective. So here we have DevNet-1794. This is the DevNet panel applying design thinking to building products in Cisco. Then we have BRK MPL-2112. MPLS WAN Backbone Solutions and Design for Enterprise and SP. Then we have BRK SEC-3699, Designing ICE for Scale and High Availability. And then finally, the last one in this session, we have BRK RST-2336, EIGRP Deployment in Modern Networks. So out of these four, I would select the DevNet-1794 because I really believe that there's going to be a lot of great takeaways from a design perspective. And this is just a 45-minute session. So one of the smallest sessions that you're going to get at Cisco Live. And I'm thinking you're really going to have a lot to take out of that. Now, after that session, I would jump into the BRK MPL-2112 a little late. You're going to, it's going to overlap, but I would go into it a little late, even if I have to stand for the duration of the session. Um, because, again, MPLS technologies are really a core requirement and prerequisite for both network design and the CCD certification. So that's what I would do during Cisco Live on Tuesday afternoon. Now, I could also go back to the Cisco Live US 2017 um, videos once they post and watch the other two sessions that I didn't. Later that afternoon, because that's not the end of the day, we have a 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. slot um, we're going to put in uh, BRK IPM-3017 Advanced Multicast VPN Deployment Models. So that's what we're putting in there. This is a great session to get into. Not a lot of people can talk to or understand the different multicast VPN profiles, the pros and cons of each, and then the underlying deployment models. So I would have, and I personally have, a lot of high expectations for a session like this. And I think this would be highly important to understand those and multicast VPN deployment models and what those profiles all mean from a business perspective.
Um, later that night, so that's all the sessions for that day. Later that night, if you are a CCIE or a CCD already, then there's going to be the exclusive party from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. So I'd keep that in that schedule as well, right? Um, that's that's everything for Tuesday from these the network design schedule, right? Going to Wednesday, um, Wednesday morning, we have 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And we have BRKEWN-2013 High Density Wi-Fi Design Deployment and Optimization. All right, so that's what fits in that, that time block. After that, we have... 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., we have the security keynote. So the security keynote, member is a priority for us. All keynotes are a priority for us for the entire duration of Cisco Live. So now if you if you believe that you didn't need to go to some of the keynotes, you could change the schedule up a little bit. Wednesday afternoon, June 28th here, we have um, 12.15 p.m. to 12.30 p.m., so during lunch. Uh, we would go do that, um, the CLS network topology. That is S-O-L-E-W-N-2000. And that is a 15-minute overview of the network topology for Cisco Live US. After that, we would run over to uh, BRKCRS-2501 Campus QS Design Simplify. And that's from 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Now, the, the 5 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. block of time on Wednesday afternoon has a few options, right? So we have BRKEWN-2670 Wireless Office Design Best Practices. Then we have BRKEWN-2016 Branch Office Wireless LAN Design. And then we have BRKACI-2003 Cisco ACI Multipod Design and Deployment. Three options here, three. This must be, in my opinion, the wireless day. This has been a lot of wireless throughout the day, and here we have two more wireless sessions. Um, I did leave the ACI session here because I could see a great benefit if you go into this with an open mind and maybe you replace ACI where it's deployed with maybe another orchestration or automation tool, right, from a design perspective. Now, if you are doing an ACI, ACI deployment, this might be great for you. So I didn't really choose one of these. I kind of left it as your opinion which one you think would be best for you. So if you think wireless office design best practices would be better for you, then take that. If you think branch office wireless LAN design is better, take that. And then if you take the Cisco ACI multi-pod designer deployment option, choose that. On the calendar, um, like this situation, if there is something that I gave you um, multiple recommendations for the same time slot, those are all in orange. And then anything else on the calendar that's set in stone in my schedule for this specific network design schedule is going to be green, right? After that five, that 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. time block, then we have the customer appreciation event at 7.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. with Bruno Mars. And that's Wednesday in a nutshell, right? So we're moving on to Thursday. And Thursday is a little different because instead of doing Thursday morning and then Thursday afternoon here, I do um, Thursday as a whole because one session is overlapping lunch. Um, it's going from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Um, and I, I think it's probably the best session of that day, best choice from that day. So this session is BSOGEN-1003, Optimize and Manage Your Network as a Business. Uh, this is, again, from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And my opinion is um, prioritize that. It splits the day um, and it makes it so you can't attend some other sessions. But I think that's probably the most important session of that day. And then fill in the morning with BRKSEC-2881, 
from 8 8 30 a.m. to 10 a.m. and that's designing remote access and site-to-site IPsec networks with FlexVPN. So it's it is kind of a, a Cisco technology, but I do think it could be beneficial. And then in the afternoon, 1 p.m. to 2:30 p.m., take the BRK RST-2337 OSPF deployments and modern networks. We follow that up with the last kind of session, which is 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. on Thursday with the celebrity keynote with Brian Cranston. So that is the ZigBits network design session schedule. Again, I believe that if your goal is to learn as much network design as you can in the five days you're at Cisco Live, or your goal is to study as much as you can for the Cisco Certified Design Expert certification, then this schedule is for you. I could not finish a Cisco Live show without giving you some Cisco Live recommendations from my experience, from uh, the ZigBits point of view. I have about six recommendations for you um, for any Cisco Live you go to. So one, wear some nice, comfortable shoes. So I I think I've mentioned it in the past. um, You're going to be walking a lot. And I don't mean a lot. I mean a lot. I don't know how to explain it. Um, There was some days, I think, when we had our Fitbits last year where we did 30,000 steps a day. 15 to 20,000 steps a day on a light day. On a long day, it was 30,000 steps. Uh, so you're going to be walking a lot. Um, in addition to just walking, you're going to be standing a lot. So getting some nice, comfortable shoes and getting them ready before you go will be a huge lifesaver. Um, my feet hurt so much last year, and I wore um, pretty comfortable shoes. That's that's a recommendation one. Recommendation two stay hydrated. I cannot emphasize this enough. Start now. I mean, we're we're about 10 days out from Cisco Live, so stay hydrated. You're going to be doing so many things throughout the day, so many sessions and so many events and talking so much. Um, in addition, in Vegas, it's hot. I don't know if you've heard that, but it's pretty hot in Vegas. So last year, uh, it was like 110, 115 out. Um, at a lot of times throughout the day, if not higher than that. So making sure you stay hydrated because you're going to be walking a lot, like I said in, in recommendation one. Um, but then also it's just going to be hot there. So stay hydrated, always hydrate. Recommendation number three is take breaks. All right. Um, we get overwhelmed with how much stuff there is to do at Cisco Live and how many people there, is, there are to meet. Um, and then, you know, we're all nerds and geeks and we want to do everything we can do. We want to fill as much time in as we can. But I would say, make sure you take breaks for yourself. Make sure you recharge if you're an introvert. Make sure you take that time and, and you know, bring things back in and um, maybe even take a minute to look at what you're doing every day and make sure it's what you really want to be doing that day. Um, and then once you're recharged, you, you can go right back at it. But just make sure you're taking some breaks and not over committing yourself. All right. So make sure you're taking breaks appropriately. Uh, number four, number, uh, the recommendation number four, get sleep. Make sure you're sleeping. Uh, like I said, again, these days are going to be intense. Uh, they're going to be long. I mean, the week's like a marathon and, and make sure you're just getting some sleep. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. All right. Um, number five, uh, don't overbook yourself. You know, don't, don't, don't try to do everything um, and then not have time for the stuff that just happens, okay? Um, this kind of goes into recommendation number six as well. Make time for the network nirvana discussions. So network nirvana is a term 
that I don't know if I coined it. I mean, I've said it. Um, no one else told it to me. But there might be other people that have said it in the past. So I have a blog post on zigbits.tech that you can go look at. Um, I'm, I'll put the link to this in the show notes. This is the network ner- network nirvana is when you have a bar discussion or a hallway discussion that is highly technical and you're with a group of people that by per chance you start having these discussions and before you know it, you're designing something, you're fixing solutions that you didn't even know you had problems with and, and you're an hour, hour and a half, two hours into it. You have a diagram on a napkin, you have comments on a napkin. So you just had that 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 amazing session. You got so much out of it, um, and you maybe found some solutions to some problems that you were having. And now you can go back and fix those problems. That that's the session I'm talking about. That's the discussions I'm talking about. Those network nirvana uh, type of um, discussions that you will have at, at Cisco Live if you're with the right people at the right time. It's really by chance. So again, those were my. Uh, Cisco Live recommendations. Again, it was one, wear some nice comfortable shoes. Two, stay hydrated. Three, take breaks. Four, get some sleep. Five, don't overbook yourself. And then six, make time for the unexpected or make time for the network nirvana discussions. Hey, Ziglets, That's going to close out this episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode on Cisco Live US 2017. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit zigbits.tech to join the conversation and access the show notes. If you liked today's episode, if it inspired you, if it resonated something within you, or provided a level of real-world context, let us know. Maybe it provided all three. You can find us on Twitter and LinkedIn by searching for Zigbits. That's Z-I-G-B-I-T-S. You can also send us an email to feedback at zigbits.tech. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode where we will continue to provide real-world context around technology.